Good afternoon from a lobby at Lee Summit North High School, which is the only place where I could find an outlet in the school building. Gabe DeArmond, PowerMizzou.com here. Gerard Hamilton back in Columbia. He's been uh, running some of the show from, from the home office. We're going to have a couple other people join us to talk about the biggest day in Mizzou recruiting, I would say, in at least 11 years. Uh, Doriel Green Beckham in 2012 was the number one overall recruit in the country. There are some places that, that rate Williams win areas that we have him as number three. He's the number one defensive player in the country just about 45 minutes ago, committed to Missouri over Oklahoma, Oregon, Georgia, and Tennessee. Uh, in front of seriously, probably four or five hundred people who you might be able to hear streaming out of the gym behind me now. I've I found the best place I can put. Gerard, just curious. I I was here doing my best, attempting to get anything on the internet that would show this kid committing to Missouri. Curious, uh, what you know your viewing experience was and what the reaction was like. I have not been on Twitter. I have not been on our message board. I have not been on anything. Just kind of what the reaction is here right away after the commitment. Yeah. There are, first off, shout out to you, Gabe, for get, for still handling that, getting it done. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the what do you what you expect? Um, the forum was going crazy. A lot of let's effing go was going on. Um, Missouri's football account they posted something of the foot the coach. I saw the, the Pete Weber gif. Yeah. Yeah, and first off, Drinkwitz jumping in Kevin Pugh, <laughs> jumping into his arms is that's hilarious, but. Yeah, they're going crazy. I can hear them in the background. But um, let's say for Missouri fans, it's up. For OU fans, it's it's, it's, it's tough. They're down bad. They're down oh, they're bad. Down so, bad. All right. So Gerard and I will have plenty of time to talk. But we have to bring in the man who will never buy another drink in the city of Columbia, Missouri again for the rest of his life, Clint Cosgrove. So, Clint, I want your reaction to this. I just talked to Williams Winery after the commitment. I said, when did you make the decision? He said, oh, probably about a week ago. I said, okay, when did you tell the Missouri coaches? He goes, oh, I've been silently committed like three or four weeks. I, and like, look, maybe there was all this back and forth that we all invented over the last week, but Will really didn't make it seem like that. So you put in a Missouri future cast two weeks ago. Did you know? Like, tell the people, man, they love you, Clint. They want to know, did you know? I did not definitively know. Um, what I did is I've done this for a long time. I grew up around this. Uh, I watched my dad do it. I, I did it myself. And uh, I talked to a lot of people. I don't just talk to one source. I don't just, you know, Gabe, we were going back and forth for a while. Um, and I kind of put the pieces together and uh, I saw the direction it was going. And there was one final phone call before I put in that future cast. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb here because this is gonna happen. And uh, at that time I had not been definitively told it was going to happen. And there's a lot, there's a lot of jockeying that can go on with these things. You know, uh, I've, I've sat next to the fax machine waiting for a silent commits, uh, you know, national letter of intent to come in and to have it never come in. So you're always, you know, in the back of your head, you know, you don't want to get too confident about it. But so I put in the prediction, the things that I thought were going to happen, I was told were going to happen, did happen, uh, even though I was told that it was Missouri. Um, 
I, I was still kind of holding out to hear it from from his mouth uh, until until I was 100 percent sure, to be honest. Yeah, I, I wasn't I was here and I wasn't 100% sure. This is our first four man live show. Just added Sean Williams to the screen. Sean, what I up, apologize. Sean? Yeah, I, I apologize that you have to follow the King of Columbia. Uh, uh, Clint Cosgrove is the most popular man um, in Mizzou Nation. Look, uh, you are up next. So, I, like, I wasn't positive right that he I, I was sitting here holding my laptop up over my head because live shot number one I don't know if I can swear on here but it went to shit so uh so created live show number two and I'm holding my laptop up and I'm going my life's really not going to be very fun if this kid like pulls it pulls an Oklahoma uh kind of kind of curious uh Sean I know you cover stuff all over nationally and all that I mean what would what, what was your feeling on this one the, the last week or two um, yeah, I mean, it's a five-star, you know, you, you got a recruiting process with a five-star kid, a number three kid, overall kid in the class. So, uh, anything can happen. You can really expect, you know, anything to happen on signing day and things like that. But, you know, I just followed the guy that's got the key to the Columbia city and Clint Cosgrove mm -hmm. and just kind of felt confident in his pick and it was going to be Missouri. And, but yeah, you never know going into these things, you know, uh, hey, momentum switches every day whenever it's kind of leading up to the decision days with these five-star kids. So you just never know which way it's going to go. But uh, yeah, Missouri grabs another five-star. So a big, uh, big commitment for them. Yeah, I uh, want to invite you guys comments, questions. We've got almost 200 people on here. Feel free to put them there. We'll get to them. We want to we want to get Clint kind of in and out and let him go about his day first. Uh, Gerard and Sean have to stay. Clint doesn't have to be here. He's, so he's I've nicher. I've been holding like my him breath you guys. for long enough, so I, I'm happy to stick around for <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so so I, I'm curious. I don't know if you guys were watching on ESPN or whatever, but like I just asked Will's mom after this announcement, I said, you know, your son better than anybody. If you were sitting in the audience today, you would watch and go, is he excited about this? Like he is the most laid back low key kid I, I've ever seen, which Clint, look, we got to talk about this, right? After meeting the kid, after talking to him, he doesn't seem like a kid that really likes this limelight and is going to go do this for the next four months. But like, how how hard is Missouri going to have to fight now between now and December 20th to, to make sure this sticks? I would say that they'll definitely have to because teams aren't going away. Uh, you know, I've, I've been very vocal about my opinion ever since the first time that I went to see him at practice uh, the beginning of last year. I knew he was a potential five-star going in. I left thinking he had generational-type upside. When I left, and he's probably – outdone what I thought. So when you have a player like that in a position of so much value, there's, there's no stopping other schools from trying to come in. Now, had he committed to Georgia or Oklahoma, um, I think the chances of him flipping would be a lot higher. Not that he couldn't flip from Missouri, but with the state's NIL laws, uh, I just, I think it's going to be hard to flip him uh, because, I mean, if I'm a Missouri kid and I'm looking at the writing of the law uh, that was intended to help the in-state schools, uh, it's it's going to be hard to, you know, to turn down some of the things that come with that. So, yeah, I think you got to hold your breath. Uh, but I, I honestly think he, he feels comfortable at Missouri. Everyone's saying, oh, it's the biggest bag and all that. Well, that's fine. Uh, you can't blame a kid for – you know, for taking money. Uh, most NFL players 
aren't getting paid what some of these college kids are getting paid. And for a long time, there'd be people who colleges made millions of dollars off of them and they didn't make it in the NFL and they didn't go home with a penny. So um, I think it's important that, yeah, uh, of course, NIL played a role. That law played a role. But ultimately, I think he decided to be close to home, be a hometown hero. And uh, there's some perks that come with it. And it's it's going to make it a little harder to flip unless the Missouri NIL law and its interpretation <laughs> uh, turns out not to be what we thought. Right. And his parents both kind of lit up when I said, you know, how excited are you that that he's two hours from home? Clearly, that was a factor, um, you know, and hey, hey I'm going to break some news to our audience here as far as NIL. Ain't none of the four of us doing this show for free. So, you know, <laughs> go, go get your money, kid. Uh, you're better at your job than I am at mine. So more power to you. No want to go around the horn here. We'll, we'll start with Sean. Go uh, Clinton, Gerard. Just how big is the commitment for Missouri? I mean, broad picture, how big is it? And does it help with other guys? Sean, we'll, we'll go with you and then go around the horn. Yeah, that was going to be my biggest thing. It's, it's huge in the fact that not only is he a five-star, but – you know, that probably helps with Ryan Wingo, you know, another five-star. That might help with Jeremiah McClellan possibly flipping him down the road. So, yeah, I mean, I think in terms of just the commitment alone, it's huge, but the ramifications of it down the road and what it could lead to with the overall recruiting class is pretty uh, even bigger, actually. I don't care who goes next. Somebody can go next. <laughs> Gerard, uh, I talk too much. You go. <laughs> yeah, how can they? Uh, speaking from a, you know, what the team is going to have next year, they're going to lose four defensive tackles. That's been kind of the thing uh, all year. They're bringing back so many defensive tackles. But their edges with uh, Williams, Ja'Kai Lang, and Serene Tunkaro, they've been really high on. You add in Niles Gaddy, Joe Moore. That edge group is going to be really solid next year for, for that defense. So that's big. And to you know, piggyback what Sean said as far as, you know, probably getting someone like Ryan Wingo, they're still – probably going to be in the hunt for McClellan, you would think, you know, until to signing day or whatever. So, I mean, they're, they're Eli Dringley seems like he's on a heater right now. <laughs> he is on a heater. Um, I, I will say this from an on the field field standpoint, you're getting an immediate impact player. And, and we kind of talked like about this before Gabe. Um, he's a guy, whether he's ready or not, to play day one, he there's going to be a package for him. They're going to find a way to get him on the field and make an impact. And he is just too talented, too physically gifted uh, to, to stay off the field. So whether he's a three-down starter, four-down starter, special team, I don't care what it is. He's going to make an impact, and they're going to have packages for him to make a difference right away. So on the field, your team's already better. No question about it. The bigger picture – is this shows that Missouri is willing to go all in and they can fight with the college football blue bloods, especially when it comes to in-state talent. Not only did they do they have the resources to do so, they have the recruiting acumen to do so, and they're not backing down. So I think this signals a lot. I mean, this is, this is huge. Uh, you know, Luther Burden was huge. Uh, this, Luther Burden was prior to all of these, you know, rules and, and everything that goes into it. Um, I just, I think this signals the direction that Missouri recruiting is going. Uh, I think it's going to be very intriguing. You know, one thing, you know, I always start thinking about the next thing. I've noticed some kids who have gone from a school in Illinois that are now transferring to the Missouri area. 
and they're younger. Are they thinking about, okay, I'm a division one kid with a Missouri offer. Can I also capitalize on this? And so I just think that, you know, there could be ripples for, for a little while now as, as to how important this uh, commitment is, what it means to the program and the direction of the program moving forward. Somebody asked me earlier today, they said, uh, where does Winery play on the defensive line? And I said, wherever he tells them he wants to. Um, that's kind of part of this, right? Um, but in all seriousness, I, I know they brought up on the ESPN show introing, you know, he's already 6'6", 265. He's a big dude. Where's this kid? He's probably a defensive end next year. When he gets to the NFL, are we looking defensive tackle? What do you guys think? And I say when, not if, because I looked it up. Out of the last 33 kids we've ranked in the top three, 26 of them have been NFL draft picks. He's got about a 75% chance to play in the NFL. So three years down the road, is this kid coming off the edge or is he in the middle? Who wants to go first? Uh, I'm going to go with the edge. Long term, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll actually say he'll slide into the middle. He's bound to – I mean, if he's 265 coming in, he's going to put on a lot of – a lot of weight, a lot of muscle coming in or going out to the NFL. Here's what makes him unique. Uh, he has the size of an interior defensive lineman, you know, a three technique, but he has the athleticism of a, of a true edge. He's athletic enough to play coverage if he wanted to. He could, he could carry a tight end down the seam. Don't put that past him. He is that athletic. And then – so I think the one thing you really look at is the versatility. He can really play anywhere across the line, and he could be as big as you want. Do you want him 300-something pounds? Do you want an interior pass rush? Do you want somebody who's disruptive and, and, and knocks the line of scrimmage back? He can do that. Do you want a guy who's going to line up in a wide nine and, and win with speed or maybe speed to power? He can do that. So long-term – it's whatever he wants to do, how big he wants to get, how good he wants to be. Somebody's going to find a perfect fit for him. Uh, I, there, there are no limits to where he can play along the defensive front. Uh, you just love his ability to rush the passer from the outside, but he can do it from the inside. And he's also going to be extremely disruptive against the run game. Uh, you might see him line up at defensive tackle on third down, line up on a wide nine on different, you know, it, it, there's just, endless possibilities of where you line them up. And then that also creates headaches for offensive coordinators when you're game planning. Okay. Is this a defensive tackle? Is this a defensive end? Is he going to line up uh, almost like the the dude from Clemson, who's now like a slot corner in the NFL, you know, it, there's really nothing that, you know, that he can't do. And, and that's what I love so much about him. And, and I think he's, that's what makes him special. He can do it all. I, I want to say Williams, Winner, and I have almost nothing in common, but I also, too, can get as big as you want me to get. So just let me know. So can I. I'm going to hit up some <laughs> Jack Stack after this podcast, and I write an article, so we've got that. So, so Clint, we got one more for you, and then we're going to let you go. Um, look, some of us did this three weeks ago. Some of us did this before we did the williams Winery choice, but Zach wants to know when your Wingo future cast to Missouri goes in. Uh, when he responds to my text. I texted him earlier today and I didn't hear anything back. Um, you know, he has the, de the December decision date. Uh, I knew that Williams was likely uh, going to commit earlier. So uh, I was, I was going to, I put that in after I said I had that last phone call. 
Uh, I want to talk with Wingo a little more. I don't think it's a done deal. Uh, I think, you know, the the Texas and Texas A&M, they're going to make a run. A lot of people say Tennessee, but I don't think Tennessee is truly a part of this. Um, I think it's really a, a, a Texas-Missouri battle. I think if I had to project, and, you know, I did an, an article last week, uh, I did say if I had to make a prediction, I would say Missouri. I'm not going to put in the future cast yet. Uh, I just... I'm going to, I'm going to let this one ride out for a minute before I get a little more Intel, you know, I, yeah. I get, get your flowers, think, I wasn't just, yeah, I wasn't just throwing crap against the wall and I got dragged through the mud. Like, Oh, this guy's <laughs> trying to get attention and all this. No, I talked to a lot of people before I did that. And I'm going to do the same with Wingo. Do I feel confident about him ending up at Missouri? Yes. But, uh, I may have to wait on the future cast for now, unless I find out he's committing sooner. Right. All right. Clint, we're going to let you go, man. I appreciate you taking some time with us. I'm going to keep the other guys around for a little bit and chat about this, but uh, we have talked more in the last two weeks than we talked in the previous two years. So I'm going to give you a little break. Hey, I feel like your family now, Gabe. It's been fun, man. <laughs> All right. Clint Cosgrove, appreciate him jumping in with us. Uh, Sean Gerard and I are going to stick around. So I want, I want you guys, I, like I, I was telling Gerard, Sean, before you jumped on, like I have not been on the message board. I have not been on Twitter. I've seen no reaction since this announcement. Oh, but so, you're missing out, man. You're missing out. Dude. I know. Come on. So here's, here's my question. <laughs> like on a scale from one to whatever number you want to put it, uh, Gerard's only been here like a little, right about a year, right? Like you're right about one year. I'm going to assume Missouri exactly, fans, yeah. I'm going to assume you have never seen happier Missouri fans than you've seen in the last hour. Correct. Correct. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Sean, you've been, you've been with me, I don't know, five, six years, something like that. Like scale of one to the happiest they've ever been. Where's this rank? I mean, it's probably up there. I can't remember, like, just a massive amount of, of reaction post-Luther Burton because, you know, I was part of that live coverage with right. you, so didn't really get to soak that in, like, immediately right away. But I, I would put this definitely up there around a it, – it's got to be at least a nine, maybe a yeah. ten, you know, so. yeah, yeah I, I think it – I think it'll be a 10 if he's still on the commitment list on December 20th. Is that fair to say? <laughs> that is very fair to say. Once the, uh, the ink hits the paper and the fax rolls in, you're good. Yeah. Uh, and we will get to some of your guys' questions and comments here in a minute. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, and I mentioned this on my I, – I, I hesitate to even call what I did a live stream. I don't know. On my running commentary, carrying my laptop around the bleachers. Uh, that was, a, that was I, a good uh, That was a good improv, though. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. It was improv. That's what I said. Sure. But I ran, into, uh, I ran into a lady who introduced herself. Uh, Mia Madison, James Madison's mom, was at uh, <laughs> Williams' commitment ceremony here in KC. So, like, look, there, there's a kid – James is back in, in Florida, but like that family going to be, a, they're going to be fan favorites. No question. His mom is, and I didn't get a chance to catch up with her afterwards, but uh, well, his mom speaking is of Speaking of James Madison, he, I don't know if you saw this, Gabe and Gerard, you commented on it in the thread, but he tweeted out a uh, graphic that had Secretary of Defense, and it's a picture of him and Williams Dewarney and Mizzou gear. So um, he's already on the, uh, on the recruiting trail and already had that graphic really uh, ready to go whenever uh, he announced his decision. So. Yeah, yeah, good, good deal. I, I, Missouri's social media game has been strong, no question about it. So uh, I just want to run through just a few of the comments and questions, and we're not going to stay on here all night. Like literally, I'm wondering if at some point they are going to lock me in Lee Summit North High School. I don't know. 
still have an article to write. I, I don't really know what the hell's going on here. I'm in a, I, I'm in the entryway to like the band room or something. Uh, but uh, Vincent's asked if I've seen Parker's thread regarding the commitment. Look, I, I, I'm only putting this up for one reason. I've done this for 20 years. I get that Missouri fans are going to drag Parker. I get it. That's fine. That's part of the game. Oklahoma fans would have done the same to me and Clint. That's part of it. You're not going to get us to do it. We've all – look, a month ago, everybody told me they were quitting my website, and I was an idiot because I said John Bowl was coming to Missouri. It happens, guys. Um, you know, in, in this business, you talk to people, you decide whether to believe them or not. I decided to believe the people that were telling me when Aaron was coming to Missouri, I was right. At some point, we'll hit one that's wrong. So everybody can have their fun. That's cool. Uh, we are we're not gonna gonna be a part of that. Um, who was the last Mizzou defensive end to make an impact as a true freshman? Um, I mean, I don't know, Sean. Can you think of anybody they've signed in the last few years? I mean, Makai Wingo did as a tackle. Yeah, I was gonna say, well, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of tackles. I'm thinking of Beckner had a pretty good freshman year when he was a tackle. So uh, not off the top of my head. Yeah, it's a tough position to do it at, but but the thing this kid has is he has the size and like, look, guys, let's not beat around the issue here. You don't give the that you don't give a guy the kind of nil deal that Williams Winery is going to get and not play him. He is in the rotation day one. He sets foot on campus. I'm not saying he's handed a starting job, but he is playing next year. Yeah, you got to think of it like, you know, you had a prime example of that five-star stats with Luther Burton last year. You know, I think I think some people had, like, maybe unfair expectations of Burton, but he ended up being, like, the top receiving freshman, true freshman in college football last year, you know. So, you know, it's not like he's going to break on the scene. And, you know, I think people were expecting him to have, like, a 1,000 yards, you know, receiving, stuff like that. I mean, I think with Nwarni, you're going to have, you know – Spot like I said, he's going to play a lot of snaps. He's probably not necessarily going to be a starter to start out in his true freshman year. I mean, that's just a hard, harder position to get on the field for to be a starter for. But he'll he'll see the field a lot though. Yeah, uh, we got somebody asking what other coaches were key in the recruitment. I, Kevin Peoples, you yeah. know, was mentioned by yeah. uh, Jamar Mosey and uh, Gerard. I, I, mean, I think I've only talked to Peoples once. I, you know, can you can you? Have you talked to him much? Can you can you tell the fans much about kind of what kind of guy he is at all? Uh, Coach Peoples, he just seems relaxed. He's he's never too high or too low when when I've talked to him. It just feels it just seems like you know this is the mission. Here's what we're gonna do. But when I seen that that video that the football team just announced, everybody in there had a little bit more flavor and personality than they probably showed us during any uh, media availability. But um, there, I mean this. This recruiting staff, especially defensively, I mean, I feel like they're really getting after it. They've been getting after it lately. Yeah, and uh, look, Blake, I mean, I think the next big thing for this team is going to be keeping Blake Baker around, right? I mean, like, I think, like, if Tulane opens up, like, I think there are jobs that that guy can be a head coach. So um, he's he's done a nice job, and and obviously adding Winery. Um, so kind of – you know, the, the weird thing in recruiting, obviously, I mean, Gerard, you and I aren't going to see this kid on a field. Well, actually, that's not true. Gerard, you're going to see this kid on a field in about 11 days. Uh, you're going to head up to Liberty North and, and cover his season opener. So uh, be interesting to, to, to see. If you're the number three kid in the country, no offense to Liberty North, I expect you to dominate Liberty North. I need to see nine sacks. No, let me not, <laughs> not, let me not do too much. But, yeah, I'll head up there. 
Yeah, on the 25th, I think, or something like that. Yeah, the weekend um, before Missouri opens. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm excited to see now, especially with him coming here. I need to see what – I need to give uh, the Missouri fans kind of a glimpse of what they're going to see next year. Yeah. And then, Sean, kind of finish up with you. What's next recruiting-wise? I mean, Drake Kirkpatrick uh, announces on Friday. I had somebody reach out to me a couple days ago and say, oddly – I feel like we got a pretty good shot here, you know, so be, I, I don't know. I, I've got a hard time seeing that kid not going to Bama. That, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously they just recently offered him, so you gotta, I guess, assume it's committable or, but I mean, I guess it, it could be a possibility that it's not. And I mean, Missouri was the only official visit he took during June. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that will be an interesting uh, one to kind of, keep an eye on as it gets a little bit closer. But yeah, I mean, you, you kind of presume obviously his dad went to, was a star at Alabama before he went to the NFL. So you kind of assume with that Bama offer on the table now that he was probably going to go there, but uh, we'll see, man. Uh, who knows? I mean, I said, I, I, I said in my thoughts this morning, like to wrap this one up because of the way Missouri's class started, they had to have this one. If they yeah. don't get Winery. Like, you're starting to look at a class that you go, that really hurts you in the SEC. Now, this one – I know it's crazy to say, but this one kid, to me, and I'm curious what you guys think, kind of changes what the possibilities are for the second half of this class. I think so. I think they may be able to get some more IM pieces. Obviously, Ryan Wingo's at the top of that list. They're not going to – they're going to have to hold on to uh, Williams, you know, because other teams are going to be fighting for him. But they're going to be the teams trying to fight and get McClellan uh, and see what they can do with that later on. So this definitely kind of puts them closer to, you know, getting some of those high-end people more so than it, you know, towards the bottom where you're kind of wondering if they can do it. Yeah, Gerard, you mentioned, like, the obvious pieces. You got Wingo, you got McClellan that's out there. You know, hopefully they're trying to get to flip him, you know, before December. But, you know, I mean, other pieces too. We talked about Drake Patrick, so they're obviously looking for a secondary guy. Um, they're looking for a running back. They're looking for an offensive lineman. Uh, you know, they just had Kevin Kevion Broussard. He just committed to Miami, so they didn't get him. Uh, so that's a possibility for other like guys. And I mean, I'm talking about guys that maybe aren't, you know, that are still not committed. I'm talking about guys that maybe committed elsewhere. Maybe a chance for them mm-hmm. to kind of see like, oh, hey, man, look at when Mr. Warney went there. Let me check out Missouri. If Missouri starts talking to him, you know, maybe it's a possibility for more uh, flips out there for Missouri to kind of endure throughout the season. I promise the next step for Eli Drinkwitz is calling all these top 10 kids in the state that we were writing off that, hey, they're not getting any of them. He's calling every (laughs) one of them saying, okay, we got this new law. I don't know if you saw it. And, oh, by the way, we're good enough for the best player in the state. Maybe you want to take another look, right? We could possibly. Want to take another look? Andrew Sprague, want to take another look? Yeah, yeah, guys like that. You mentioned Sprague. I mean, that's uh, that's another one they could probably, you know, I'm not saying they probably will, but I'm just talking about that's a good candidate to maybe be a flip. They're going to kick know. the tires. Uh, we talking about a new Tiger 10 here that maybe come to life game? We're talking- well, <laughs> I feel like flipping all 10 would be a little extreme. I don't know if the state house has that kind of money. I hey, look, man, on. everybody's on the high after about an hour ago. You might as well just keep it going, right? <laughs> they're, they're, hey, guys, you know what? We told you 10 days ago when Ari was coming to Missouri, it happened. So we're just going to – they're all coming. Eli's just going <laughs> to – they're all coming. <laughs> but, you know, no, but, I wouldn't be shocked if that does happen, especially to some in-state guys. I mean, you, you mentioned that's yeah. that's the 
that's the carrot you can dangle to those in-state kids that are committed to other like high profile schools to be like, Hey, you know, come here now and get your money, you know? So. Yep. Yep. Yeah, well, hey, I appreciate you. Get, go ahead, Gerard. Sorry. I didn't mean to also, I was just about to say uh, one quick takeaway that I've taken away from, you know, all of this going on today is just look at the, the true freshmen that's coming, either coming in this year or going to come in next year that have a chance to play and be something special. Like, Brent Norfleet, um, Burks, you're talking about Winnery, you're talking about all these guys who are, first off, they look kind of in a way like SEC level players when they get here, like Joshua Manning. Like some of these kids don't, he said something last year before the bowl game when he, when he flipped Sam Williams as far as trying to get bigger, you know, interior line, just get bigger players overall who are ready to play in the SEC quicker. And I've noticed, because I've only just been here a year, these two classes, he's getting a lot of kids who are ready to play and ready to, to produce for the team right now. So that's it's also a big part of this, too. Yeah, no no question. Well, appreciate you guys holding things down in Columbia. All you guys with 250, 300 people on here, appreciate you jumping on uh, on here with us, kind of reacting to this live. Uh, if you watch the YouTube stream, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. That way you get notifications when we go live. So in case something breaks and we just have to go live out of the blue, you're going to know we go live. By the way, we did have 3,000 people on there. So that was, uh, that was something else. Uh, and uh, if you're listening on the podcast, which I'll put together after this, leave a nice comment, leave a good review, all that. Um, so I am going to... Write a quick story here with some of Williams' comments. Talk to both his parents. Talk to Jamar Mosey. So we'll, we'll give you a little insight into that. Uh, Sean, tomorrow morning, we'll kind of have a little breakdown of what this means to the class. I think we talked about that, Sean. I don't know if we didn't. You're finding out right now. Please write that sometime <laughs> in the next 12 hours. Uh, and, which, uh, one, which story do you want first, Gabe? Let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. Just get some. put something on the website by tomorrow morning. <laughs> we're, we're good with that. So, um, But seriously, guys, it's, it's been a little hectic. Um, not the smoothest day ever, but it ended with a happy ending for you guys. So everybody is happy. We look smart. Clint Cosgrove running for mayor of Columbia in 2024. Write him in. Free drinks. Free drinks in Columbia for life for Clint right there. 100%. Cosgrove going to come in town, grab a billiards burger, and uh, (laughs) grab a yingling and run the show in Columbia, Missouri the rest of the way. So appreciate you guys. Um, We will talk to you later. All right.